0: Welcome to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Podcast, the place where ambition, drive, and entrepreneurship all meet. This podcast is your go-to for all things business growth and expansion. I'm your host, Chelsea. I'm a multiple six-figure business owner, a brain rewiring certified coach, a 7D high energy healer and all around business growth obsessed individual. I've been in the space since 2019. I believe that strategy and energetics go hand in hand. You'll find tons of both on this show. For a long time, being ambitious has had a negative connotation, but I'm here to take that word back and help you grow your business without doing the most. You can find me on Instagram at expand with chelsea or online at expandwithchelsea.com. If you're ready to grow, I'm ready to go. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here. I am coming to you from my van. If you at all listened in last summer, you know that I spent a couple of months podcasting from my van on the road on a climbing trip and here we are back again. I honestly wish you could see my setup. It is actually hilarious. I have like two giant foam mattresses like up along the windows in the side of the van on the inside. I have like a little chair in here. I have a whole like almost desk setup and we're doing the thing. We're making it work. I Before I went on this trip, I knew that I would have to have a podcast episode out, but I was just feeling so tired from the PRISM launch that I couldn't bring myself to record an episode ahead of time. So we're doing it real time. I feel so much better now. We've been climbing for a week and I I haven't really had service, haven't really had Wi-Fi, and I've just been doing my thing. And this really reminds me a lot about why I started my business in the first place is to have that freedom to go climb, to just go enjoy myself, to be off the grid if I want to. So today I want to talk about a couple of different things. I want to talk about the F word, failure. I want to talk about failure. I also want to talk about some of the worst business advice that I've ever received in hopes that you can take something from it and understanding, too, that you know your business better than anyone else. And yes, we hire mentors, we talk to our friends, we talk to our partners, our families, all of these things, but like truly inside, you are the one that knows best just a few updates before we jump into today's episode. So the first update is that next week, I will be starting a all access pass sale for all of my self-paced courses. So this is over, I think it's $5,000 in courses and you get access for three months to every single one of my self-paced courses. That includes Synergy, my brain rewiring program, that includes Scale, my program on how to sell out and create a group program. That includes Ignite, my business builder program, and that also includes Amplify, which teaches you how to launch. So if you are a business owner and you haven't stepped in on any one of these courses, or maybe you do already have one, you're going to get access to these courses for $222 a month for three months and then access stops. So this is an all-access pass for the three months. You get three months to Study the course material, to go through the courses, to download anything that you want. And then after three months, that's when the access stops. So I'm doing this because I know a lot of the time stepping into a course can feel really intimidating and then it just kind of sits there. I know I've done that myself, where, oh my God, I have such a long list of courses that I have signed up for and have not yet completed. This is going to give some incentivization to actually finish the course and. I wanted to do this during this specific time period because it will be later summer. Most people have a little bit more time heading into the school year and a lot of business owners tend to ramp up before the holidays and before Black Friday. So I'm thinking this is going to be a really, really great timeline. I'm so excited about this. So that will be out next week, likely before next week's podcast episode. So if you're interested in joining any of those programs, any of those programs, it's going to be cheaper than purchasing any Any one of them alone, again, this all access pass is $222 a month for three months and you get access to all of my courses, every single one of them for three months. You get to work your way through them. I would probably recommend starting with Synergy, the brain rewiring course, because it is going to make all of the other courses more impactful. If you haven't gone through brain rewiring yet, oh my God, prepare to have your life changed. If you are curious to learn more about brain rewiring, I'd recommend peeking back in past podcast episodes. I've done a ton of episodes about how brain rewiring helped me double my monthly income. It helped me step away from a relationship that wasn't serving me. It's literally, it's been one of the best things I've ever encountered. It is one of the most powerful tools that I have ever come across and it has changed my life in profound ways. So I'd recommend starting with Synergy and then I would head into Ignite. I would take what you need from there. Then I would head into Amplify to learn how to launch a deep, deep dive into launching. This is my all-time favorite course. I seriously, I'm so fucking proud of this. It is so good, complete with launch calendars and templates. It is your go-to resource for launching. And then I would wrap it up with scale. If you are somebody that's looking to create a group program inside of your business, I walk you through everything, how to create the outline for the group program, how to pitch yourself, how to market, it's all in there. So I'll have more details about that next week. And lastly, okay, so this sold out in about, I think it was like 48 hours last time. So if you are wanting to jump in on the 8-8, the August 8th, Energy Healing Circle, this is an energy healing portal amplified by the Lion's Gate happening on 8-8. There's tons of energy, tons of abundance. Eight is the number of abundance. It's the number of power, of money. If you want to jump in on this, I'd highly recommend doing so sooner rather than later. I'm actually going to be hosting two energy healing circles on 8-8. That is a Tuesday. I have one at 9 o'clock AM PST and 6 PM PST. So you can learn more about that using the show notes. And again, this sold out really quick last time. So if you are wanting to jump in, I would highly recommend it. You've got two times to choose from, and this will be all about releasing what is no longer serving you we've always got to release before we add more in so often we are trying to call things in and there's just like shit stuck in in front of it it's like this like stagnant energy it's everything it's fears it's ego it's attachments all these things that we are reluctant to let go of that is blocking what we are actually trying to call in so that's going to be the focus of this energy healing circle you get a guided meditation we'll then dive into the energy healing portion of it and of course as with every energy healing circle that i do you will receive intuitive guidance at the end of it. I'm so, so excited about this. Uh, this is honestly one of my favorite events from last year, so I would love to have you there. All right, let's dive into today's episode. The reason I wanted to talk about failure is because, oh my God, I just like have been feeling like one lately. I know I'm not, but, and I know we're not we're not immune to this, as, especially as human beings, right? I also wanted to talk about this because my boyfriend We're on this climbing trip right now and he's like going through it really intensely in his climbing. Mine is more so in terms of business. And I was like giving him advice and like, you know, comforting him. And we were talking about it and I was like, oh my God, I really needed to hear these words. Like he was telling me all of these things when I was like really struggling, feeling like a failure in my business. And I was like, wow, you know, if you need to hear it, I needed to hear it. I'm sure other people needed to hear it as well. And this is the thing about being a business owner is it's not about safeguarding against failure. It's not about ensuring that it's never going to happen again. It's about knowing that you're going to make it through when it does happen. It is inevitable. It is inevitable in the career path of entrepreneurship that you are going to put yourself out there, that you're going to put something out there that's not going to do how you wanted it to. Whether that is a launch, whether that is an offer, whatever it is, there's going to be a point in time where you're like, fuck, that really wasn't the result that I wanted. And in the moment, it is so painful especially because we care about our businesses a lot right we like take it very personally when things don't go how we want them to and we then attach that to our worth as if to say oh my gosh if this thing doesn't go well then i must be the sole reason and the sole cause behind it and it's a double edged sword right because that can actually motivate us to get more creative and to you know come up with a different solution and to to think outside of the box. But also, where are we trying to move forward from a place of self-hate, self-depreciation? That can't end well. That can only end in that failure recurring. And a lot of what I think it means to work through the feelings of failure is truly sitting with it as much as it fucking sucks. Like, oh my God, I know if you're in this right now, you're like, Chelsea, I really don't want to sit in failure. Like all I want to do is dissociate. All I want to do is like watch Netflix. All I want to do is like go exercise and not think about it. But the only way through it is through it. You actually can't work around it. And I know this is probably like, you've heard this before, but like having compassion for yourself in this moment is the most important thing. We will all go through this as business owners, especially, I mean, the amount of bigness and the amount of power that you have will always be equal to the amount of, quote, failure that you experience. And I'm putting that in quotes because, I mean, the only true failure is not trying, right? So we all get to define failure for ourselves and It really is like, okay, I've been reading so much fantasy lately. Holy shit, I fucking love it. The Throne of Glass series is blowing my goddamn mind. I just finished book four today. I already can't wait to start diving into book five. I do not want this series to end. I think I'm going to cry. I already have cried during the books. Throne of Glass is so good. Go read it if you haven't. If you're a fantasy nerd like me, you're going to be instantly instantly obsessed. I can't wait to get back to it. But I think about the characters in this book, right? And they sacrifice so much and they go through some of the hardest trials. They're the the royals, the queens, they're having these battles where there's so much on the line. And then there's these people that are more of like the people of the town, the commoners, and they don't have to quite sacrifice as much, but that's because they weren't destined for it, right? So you as a business owner, you came here to make an impact. You came here because you have a mission and a purpose and you will be tested through that. I feel like I've been tested a lot lately. Holy shit. I mean, I wish I could show you some of the conversations I've had with my mentor, I'm like, truly, I'm going to quit my business. And she's like, yeah, I know I've been there. We've all been there. We will all be there at some point, right? Because you care about it so fucking much. But the true challenge here is detachment. How can you still remain caring about it, but yet be detached from the outcome? And I know it's really challenging when there's things like making money on the line. I mean, when I think about myself, I am a solopreneur. I currently don't have an assistant. I have a wonderful, wonderful podcast editor. Not sure what I would do without him. He is seriously a saint. And I think about, okay, well, if I don't make money, how is rent going to get paid? And that adds a lot of stress and pressure to the situation, right? But if I let that energy run the show, then everything out of that becomes grabby. It becomes desperate. It becomes, I need to do this rather than I want to do this. And I've talked about this on the podcast a lot, being in the liminal space and the kind of waiting space. And I think I rushed into my last launch a little bit too soon. I thought I was ready. I thought I got the go-ahead. actually had a friend text me and ask me if I was going to run a mastermind. And I was like, well, I've been kind of contemplating it. I don't feel necessarily ready to do anything after the Amplify launch. And I was like, well, maybe this is a sign from the universe that I am meant to like move forward and like do this mastermind launch. And I dove into it before I was ready because I didn't trust the fact that maybe I would have to wait another couple of months in order to be ready to launch again. In the beginning of my business, I launched Every single month, multiple times a month for two years. Not going to lie, that almost killed me. That is way too much. I don't recommend it, but it was what I needed to do in order to learn how to launch really well, in order to learn how to teach other people how to launch. And now on this side of my business, I prioritize peace and ease, and I prioritize having space and time. I really love working 20 hours a week. That feels really good for me. And thinking about this last launch and the reasons why it didn't go the way that I had anticipated, not even the way that I expected, because I know expectations around launches are just like setting you up to... "Quote fail but it didn't go the way that I had anticipated because I wasn't recovered enough from the last launch it is just this like recurring lesson in surrender this recurring lesson in wait truly wait until the universe tells you to move until you are so fucking sure of what it is that you want to do that all of that power is then behind you and fueling that entire launch this launch the Prism launch really tested me. It really fucking tested me. I It almost broke me. I was talking to my mentor and she was like, you know what, Chelsea, everybody has one launch that ruins their life. And I was like, okay, well, that would be the one. And it was partially in in part due to my own impatience. It was also due in part to my... I don't want to say lack like I desired to get more specific with the messaging but I just couldn't there was something blocking me from it and I think it's because I knew I wasn't ready there is also this layer of getting more specific feels very vulnerable and I think because I wasn't recovered from Amplify that I just like couldn't I couldn't dig into the words, couldn't dig into the marketing. One of the group programs that I'm in right now, it's we're like going through and everybody's talking about their offer and we're like pulling out these different nuggets from it and really starting to distinguish between marketing towards the person who is like very right and very ready for the offer and then towards people who are like, eh, like, yeah, that sounds interesting, but aren't necessarily ready to step in. And it is so fucking easy for me to see for everyone else like, oh, nope, that's not actually speaking to the person that you want. Like, you need to get more clear in these ways. Here are some of the words that you could use. And then when it comes to myself, I'm like, derp, I don't know. It's just like this like blank stare on my face when I look at my copy sometimes and I'm like, oh my God, I know it's not saying what I want it to say. But it's just this like things are keeping me from getting more specific because I was too tired to actually give it my all. And you know, I'm not gonna lie, I definitely learned my lesson from that. And sometimes we gotta learn lessons multiple times. We gotta learn lessons multiple times because we are stubborn, hard headed, you know, very determined into. Individuals, those of us who decide to run a business. I actually really love this quote that one of the entrepreneurs that I follow on Instagram said. She's the founder of Oat House, which is granola butter. So essentially, like granola turned into peanut butter, but without the peanuts. Anyway, she said, I just couldn't work for other people because it felt like I was a lion trapped in a cage working for somebody else's circus. And I was like, holy fuck, never has anything resonated with me as much as that. I cannot work for other people because it literally feels like I am trapped in a cage trying to work for somebody else's circus, trying to build somebody else's empire, and I cannot do it. And that really helped me recommit back to what I was doing because would my life be easier if I didn't choose to be an entrepreneur? Oh, fuck, yeah, it would be. Like, I am sorry, but you cannot tell me that there's a single job that is as difficult or more difficult than being an entrepreneur, especially when everything is on you, when everything is on the line. And we choose to do that. And it's really easy to forget that we choose to do it, but it really helped me recommit back to I did choose this and it is meant for me just because there are challenges and there are periods of time inside of this that feel like I want to cleave myself in too, doesn't mean that it's not right for me. There will be challenge inside of that. And my biggest strength is that I get up every single time. I might stay down for a while, but every single time I get up. And I'm hoping if you're listening to this, this might be something that you needed to hear as well. Just the reminder that there will be a lot of challenges on the way. There will be a lot of times when you want to quit, when you want to give up. But coming back into this idea, it's not necessarily... I mean, yes, the impact that you want to make, the people that you want to help, that is really important. But you need to remain anchored in this is what you're choosing to do. It can't feel like anything other than that. It has to come from this complete claiming, this complete 100% radical responsibility of this is what I'm choosing to do every single day that I'm waking up, I am choosing this. Despite what it throws at me, despite whatever happens, the challenges, the obstacles, I choose this because I like who I am as a result of those challenges. I like the person that I'm becoming as a result of being tested through my business. Ooh, love that. Love that quote, actually. I absolutely cannot believe I did not know this trick before going to a retreat with one of my mentors in Joshua Tree just a couple of weekends ago. One of the girls at the retreat said I needed to try Organifi Pure, which is their lemon-flavored beverage, hot. And I was like, no way, that's not going to be good oh my god it was absolutely mind-blowing it tastes like hot lemon tea it is so freaking good it's like lemonade but warm which right now when it's colder outside absolutely hits the spot i love to drink a cup before i settle into work in the mornings this is really great for cognition it's great for clearing up any brain fog if you're feeling overwhelmed if you feel like you are struggling with anxiety this is going to help you zone in and get a lot more clear thanks to the lion's mane mushroom inside of this drink mix. Lion's mane is really great for all things brain health and cognition and really helps to clear up any brain fog. You'll also get a nice boost of energy thanks to the coffee berry extract, but you won't get any of the extra caffeine. If you're like me and are extra sensitive to caffeine, I can't have more than one coffee a day or I will turn into an anxious mess. So it's really helpful to have beverages that can give you a little bit of a boost, but without the additional caffeine that inevitably causes the crash after. I also really love this blend because it has a digestive enzyme mix inside, which means that it helps you to break down any carbohydrates, fat, protein. Usually when we are having gut or stomach issues, it's due to the undigested proteins inside of the foods that we're eating. So this digestive enzyme blend goes in there and helps to break those foods down so you can feel like your tummy is happy and you can focus on the things that actually matter in your life. As somebody that has struggled with my digestive health in the past, it is really great to know that the products that I'm drinking for my brain are also doing good things to my gut. If you are wanting to try out Organifi Pure, you can head to the Organifi website. It's Organifi with an I, -I O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I, and use code EXPAND, E-X-P-A-N-D, for 15% off your order. And while you're at it, you should definitely stock up on Harmony, which is the hormone-balancing hot chocolate that they have. It is so goddamn good. Good. I have a cup every single night and my cycles have never been more pain free. I am so thankful to Organifi for making all of this super food stuff really freaking easy. So instead of seven different bags that you're trying to like scoop powders from, they just put it all in one. I'm thankful to have it all in one spot. Again, if you are wanting to try out any Organifi products, use code EXPAND for 15% off your order. I can't wait to see what you ordered. And something that I will say too is talking to my clients, talking to other business owners in the group programs that I'm in, talking to my mentors a lot of businesses right now are having to fight harder. A lot of businesses, it's, I swear to God, 2023 is the year of the reckoning. It is people either dropping out because it's getting to them, they haven't set up a sustainable business model, or because they just can't do it anymore. And I think within a lot of this is, we're going to see who sticks it out and see who lasts. And we're also going to see people drop out. And, neither is right or wrong. But if you are in a similar position with your business, I mean, I think a lot I look at other business mentors like on Instagram and I'm like, okay, well, you might... Seem like everything is good and you're like having better launches than ever. I mean, there's this like one coach that I follow on Instagram who did this launch and she's like, Look how much money I made. And then her health crashed and she's been sick for like two months. And I was like, Yeah, but like, was that worth it? Was the toll on your body worth it just to do that for the money? So we're going to see a lot of people either really change the way that they run their businesses or they're going to stop altogether. And again, if you are, you know, following people on Instagram that make you feel like everything is just like on the positive and the up, up, up. That's why I try to be really real on here. Did I want to come on and talk about this? Not necessarily. Like, do I wonder if, ooh, When I'm talking about these things, like this launch didn't go the way that I wanted to, are people going to want to hire me as a business coach? Of course, those thoughts go through my mind. But there's also this other side of it where it's, you got to be really fucking real. Like as a business owner, things aren't always on the up and up. And this is what challenges you to get more creative and to do things differently, to paint outside of the box, to truly partner with your creativity. And not everything is going to go the way that you want it to at all times. And I try to be a very real voice in that sea of everything is awesome. And I actually put out an Instagram post a couple of weeks ago that said, I don't want, I don't want anyone to hire me because of the amount of money that I make. I want you to hire me because I've worked with hundreds of different business owners. I've worked with hundreds of different business models. I have so much experience working with different people, people with ADHD, people with depression, people with anxiety, new mom, single parents, i've worked with people of color, queer people, trans people that's the that's the thing, right? is You can look at somebody and look at the amount of money that they're making, but if that's all you're hiring them for, that's a fucking life vest. That is hoping, hoping that somehow the amount of money that they've made will rub off on you. And you've got to ask yourself, does this person actually know how to run a business? Do they know how to launch? Do they know the strategy behind things or are they actually winging it themselves too? So that's my little soapbox rant there. You can go read the Instagram posts. Honestly, it's in my opinion, it's really good. I was really proud of that one. It was just like something that was on my heart. It was really firing me up at the moment because I have definitely had people in the past hire me based off of the amount of success that I have had in my business. And Those are the least coachable people in the entire world because all they want is for you to hand over the keys for them to make money. They're not actually invested in learning how to thrash inside their business, learning how to experiment. And when I say thrash, like, yes, sometimes it feels like thrashing inside your business because you're like, well, I'm just trying all of these things and I don't really fucking know what's working, but at least I'm trying things. At least I'm putting myself out there. And... What I really want you to remember is that only you get to dis- define what failure is. That's it. Nobody else around you, not your peers, not your parents, not your friends, not your partner, nobody else. Only you. Only you get to define failure. And for me, the definition of that is not even trying. If I go down without a fight, that's a failure. But I know I've got a lot of fight in me. So I'm hoping you needed to hear that because that is something that's been on my heart the last week, week and a half. And as I'm watching my partner deal with this on his end and his climbing... He has been somebody that has really progressed in his climbing steadily, and there hasn't really been a time for him that he's experienced a plateau or experienced stagnancy, and he is taking it fucking hard. He is super used to having things go his way. Now, I'm not saying he doesn't work hard, but Like, when I think about back when I was a climbing coach and how much training I've put in, holy fuck, I've been training for climbing for, like, 10, 11 years. It's been so long. And he hasn't put in any of that effort yet. And this is really beginning to show him that in order to make it to the next level, maybe you do have to be a little bit more structured. Maybe you do have to be a little bit more intentional and you can certainly ride off of the natural talents and gifts that you have, but there's gonna come a certain point where the sport or your business will demand more of you and then you get to decide, is this the point where I hang up my shit and say no more? Or is this the point where you dig in And you work through this plateau. And I was like, oh my God, that feels like my business. And I was like, what a perfect mirror right now. Like he's going through it in his own way. I'm going through it in my way. And just the biggest thing to remember here is like, yes, you get to define what failure means for you. But also, what are you making this mean about you? This quote failure that you experienced. Are you tying it to your self-worth or is that just your ego talking? Because if you're actually coming from a place of self-compassion, if you're coming from your higher self, your higher self isn't going to see that as failure. If you zoom out and you are, let's say, 10, 15, 20 years from now, you're not going to see that as a failure. You're going to see that as the thing that made you into a more creative person, into a more scrappy person, into the person that really dug deep and created their own path forward and created their own path through. That is going to be the thing that caused you to raise up to the challenge and to the situation. So... I just think, and I also heard this from one of the members inside of the group program that I'm in that was like really helpful for me to hear. She said that after a launch, she <laughs> she gives herself one month before making any major decisions. She can't divorce her husband. She can't burn down her business. She can't like quit her other job that she has, any of that. And I thought that, that was like so very funny and so fitting. And I was like, you know what? That's probably true, especially for me as in emotional authority and human design I in the moment I just like want to make decisions and I like want the feelings to go away so badly that a lot of times I end up rushing and jumping to decisions and conclusions that I probably wouldn't make if I were in a more emotionally stable position and that's the thing with being an emotional authority is you have very high highs and very low lows which I have absolutely experienced my entire life but I know that for me the best decisions are made in the middle they're not made on either end of that spectrum. And when I slow down enough and give myself space and time, the clarity rolls in. And that's really been what this time in Wyoming has been for me. I—fuck, I love Wyoming so much. If it weren't so conservative, ugh, I would— Probably consider moving here, but it is, and I'm not. So, Wyoming has been really great in terms of just being outside in nature. I haven't even really felt like being on Instagram. I thought I was going to maybe share a lot more of my climbing trip and my journey and all of that. And I just really haven't felt like it. I've really needed this time to myself. And I feel like I'm coming out on the other side out, out of the cocoon and I'm feeling so much better. I mean, nature heals absolutely, but also rest in space and time and coming back to yourself. And I have read so many pages of the Throne of Glass series. And that has just really, I mean, that has also helped me. With my writing as well, I I feel like my writing, I've written a couple of things. I've written some refreshed copy for my one-on-one sales page, for my one-on-one coaching sales page. And I was like, damn, girl, like that was fucking good. And it just came out in this like really short, quick burst after I got done reading, I think it was like the third book of the Throne of Glass series after I got done with that and it was like, boom, you need to write this right now. And I was like, okay. And I followed that. I, what I think of it is as a thread. So for me, when I'm writing, I follow the thread for as long as I can. And then eventually it'll like flicker out. And then that's when I know I'm done and I need to go back through and like revise or edit or whatever. And I followed that thread and it just kept going and going. And I was like, holy shit, like this is some of the Best writing I've ever had. Meanwhile, just a couple of weeks ago during the Prism launch, I'm just like dying, just like can't write anything that's worth, you know, putting out there. I did still put it out there because we are our own worst critics. And I think a lot of the times when we think things are trash, they're just actually not. So I've learned, I've trained myself, and I've practiced this enough that when I am being my own worst critic, I still put things out there, even if I don't love it. I think a lot of the times we're waiting for things to be profound and we're waiting for things to be like the one. Email or Instagram post, like have everybody join the offer, and that's just not how it works. What we really need is frequency, we need repetition, we need a lot of things out there. So, I have really worked through that a lot, but I am really, really excited about this new style of writing that I have developed during this trip. I want to talk a little bit about some of the worst advice that I've ever received as a business owner. Oh my god, it just like cracks me up to think of these things, and I was. Coming up with a list, I was brainstorming a list of some of the things that I've been told before. One of the things that stands out the most in my mind is around naming my business. So when I first started as a climbing coach, I had the business name From the Mountains Wellness. I wanted to incorporate my love of climbing and of mountains, and I was really nervous to just focus in on climbers. Yes, from the mountains, wellness is too much of a fucking mouthful. It doesn't roll off the tongue. And I was talking to my mentor about it and I was like, you know what? I actually think I want to switch my name. I think I want to change it to Lady Beta. And she was, she's not a climber, but she was like, I don't know if that's a good idea. I don't think people are going to know what that means. And just something inside of me that was like, you've got to do it. Like, you've got to change it to Lady Beta. And, you know, turns out that business turned into a multiple six figure business. It fucking flew off the shelves. It was super popular right away. I think people really resonated with the name. It finally filled this gap in the climbing industry where it just focused on women's health, nutrition, fitness, all of the things. And the point here is you know best, like you truly know best inside your business, especially when it comes to naming things. Don't let anyone talk you out of what you know that you need to do. Is there some, you know, Caution around having things be really wordy. Yes, I do think that generally, if you can do either like a play on words, if you, you can make it catchy, you want to describe the offer, you want to describe your business within the title, absolutely go ahead and do that. But deep down, if you know something to be true, you've got to follow it. It's exactly like when another of my mentors told me that I needed to hire an assistant because that's what multiple six figure business owners did. So I had an assistant for, oh boy, two years. At one point, I had two different assistants. And I tell you what, I was scrambling for things for them to do. I was like, I don't even have enough going on to have an assistant. Like, I, I mean, it's, this blows my mind sometimes. There's nothing against VAs. There's nothing against assistants. If you feel like you want to hire things out, absolutely do it. But I work 20 hours a week. I work 20 hours a week, and I make really good money, and I don't feel the need to have an assistant. If I wanted to, you know, start moving into more graphics and moving into more, like, podcast videos and things like that, would I hire somebody? Definitely. But I think a lot of the times there's this notion that you need to, in order to, like, fit in with the other people, you need to have an assistant. But... I think a lot of this goes back to the actual workload that you have. Like, why are there so many fucking things on your plate? If you, you know, aren't even at the six-figure mark yet, and I'm not saying that there's any necessarily time or place where you need to start looking into hiring, but I think the bigger issue is, why do you feel like you have to do all of these things to where you have to outsource stuff? And again, I am not saying that outsourcing is a bad thing. I have a web designer that does amazing graphics for me. I have a podcast editor because I just really do not want to edit my own podcast. That is like my least favorite thing in the entire world. But things like admin tasks... Like, yeah, they take a couple of minutes, but your boundaries as a business owner should be air fucking tight on when and who can communicate with you. And a lot of this comes down to the business owner not holding up the boundaries with themselves. Because if you tell people, if you train people that like, hey, I only look at my inbox during these times, you're probably going to have an easier time answering emails. A lot of what I'm finding and a lot of, for me, when I actually felt safe enough to release the assistance that I had hired, a lot of it stemmed back to me not having strong boundaries with myself. It's because I didn't trust myself enough to keep those boundaries. So therefore, I felt like I had to hire people to help me enforce them. So again, Not against hiring people, not against people having an assistant. There will probably be a time in the future where I have one, but it's going to come from a place of I truly want this versus feeling like I need to have it, which is where I had made the decision from in the first place because I was like, oh, well, basically every other multiple six-figure business owner does this, so I probably should too. So don't make decisions before you are ready. Like, yes, there's this. You want to leap before you're ready. Messy action. Love all of that. But also, I want you to check your own plate. And why is it that you can't handle the things on your plate? If you truly have a lot going on and you feel like an assistant would be just super beneficial for you, absolutely, go ahead and do it. But a lot of times, again, comes back to us being able to hold boundaries with ourselves. Okay, another piece of advice that I got that I was like, wow, that is like nope, that's not it for me, was don't share so much personally. Why do you feel the need to share about your personal life? Why do you feel the need to talk about your breakup? Why do you feel the need to let people in on your life and just being super vulnerable? And because that's the way that I am. That is literally part of my identity. I am such an emotional human being, and it kind of, what it feels like to me is I can't talk about anything else on. Un- except for the thing that is currently the most prevalent in my life there are so many things like under the surface like last summer and earlier into this year when i've talked about my breakup a lot from last year that is the thing that was on my heart and it felt like my voice and my mind even wouldn't let me go layers deeper until i had talked about that thing first like that was the thing that needed to come out there are so many lessons in there i know so many other business owners have gone through something similar and And a lot of I credit a lot of my success in my business because I've been so vulnerable, because I share so much personally and because I think a lot of people can resonate with me. I think a lot of people see themselves in the stories that I share. And that's just always been a part of me. That's just always been a part of who I am if you are a friend of mine, we go fucking deep. There's no surface level conversation there. I am not the type of person to pretend that everything is okay when it's not. And it would be disingenuous. It would be not authentic of me to have that same mindset in my business, right? Like I need to be who I am at all different points in time, all the time, in order for my business to be sustainable. If I'm trying to pretend that I'm somebody I'm not, that is the least sustainable marketing tactic. Believe me, I've tried. I've tried to like hold things at a distance. I've tried to, you know, take a step back and not share so many things. And it just feels fucking draining. It just feels so exhausting. And this this advice might not work for everyone, right? Like that. this could be amazing advice for somebody else. Don't share so much personally. That might feel like, oh my God, a weight was lifted off my shoulders. Whew, I feel like I don't actually have to like share all of my secrets and spill myself out into the world and, you know, be vulnerable on the internet where there's so many strangers. But to me, that felt like being caged in a box. It was, it was not the correct thing. And that's the thing about a good business mentor is they're always going to work with you to see what works best for you as the individual because we all operate a little bit differently, right? It wouldn't be fair of me with my type of personality to go then say, oh, just because this is what works for me and this is, you know, Something that I've done and I really enjoy and like, it's going to work for you too, for somebody with a completely different personality. So, just so you know, you can be really personal and really vulnerable in your business, and people will be attracted to that. And if that's not your style, cool. Like, people are going to be attracted to maybe you're a really great teacher, maybe you're a really great storyteller, and maybe you don't have to be the focus of attention behind that story. But for me, that is definitely the way that I operate best. Okay, lastly, some of the worst that I've ever fucking received, was you need to learn to automate everything. So this is, and yes, there are a lot of things automated in my business. If you purchase something from me, you're going to get a follow-up email. If you book like a one-on-one, a high session, you're going to get a follow-up email. A lot of things are automated, but I ended up taking that too far a couple of years ago in my business. And I set up automations for... DMing people every single time they followed me and it was just this like very it felt ended up feeling like very robotic instead of this welcoming like hey thanks so much for being here I love having you here here are some resources it just like felt weird and icky and gross and automation saves so much time and I think that that's probably why this mentor told me to start doing this but it is just this like barrier between you and the person that you're actually I mean that's a fucking human being on the other end like they deserve a little bit more than that don't you think and there were just so many things that I think I blindly followed in the beginning of my business because I was told like this is how people do it and then I look at these people that have these businesses and I have interacted with some of their profiles on Instagram and it's the same thing it's this like automated, gross. Like, I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to do that to people. I want to keep the human first in my business so that people actually feel seen, they feel heard, they feel loved, because that is what's really important to me. So I have stepped back from a lot of those types of practices. If you're DMing me on Instagram, you are talking to me. Will it always be that way? I don't know. But for right now, I fucking love it. I love connecting with people. I love being able to, you know, have inside jokes and to connect with other people that are going through similar things. Like, that feels really good for me. And you know, if you're the type of person that does want to automate a lot of things, go for it. Like, I absolutely fucking recommend having your email list automated anytime somebody purchases something from you. If somebody books in with you, definitely have those things automated. But when you're interacting with real people, I don't think that that should be automated. That's just me personally. That's what works best for me. You might have a very different situation, right? Like, if you are somebody that is this is a terrible example but like selling airplane parts maybe you don't actually like need to be involved in that right but if you're a service based business like me i think people want to see that there's somebody actually behind it so those are just some of the things that i have received as advice most of them from mentors some of them from family and this is why we don't ask family for advice they are not in the arena with you they are not going through the same things as you they aren't on the same trajectory, aren't on the same path as you. So this is also to say, like, mentors are so fucking important, but you need to make sure that you vet them And the fact that they've worked with people that are very different than themselves. I mean, at this point, I've worked with people that have completely different personalities than me, and we've worked to find something that really feels good for them. I am not a fan of this worked for me, so this is going to work for you. This is why I always throw out different options. This is why I always say business and launching is an experiment. We need to see what works for you. Here are some of the things that I've learned. Here's what I've worked with other clients on you know, putting it out there and then they get to make it theirs from there. And this isn't to say like don't hire a mentor Uh, mentors have changed my life I literally would not be here talking to you if I did not hire mentors especially in the early stages of my business I'm working with one now and I fucking love it it feels super supportive for me I feel so energized having a coach behind me but just making sure like you are the first stop you you your body making sure you check what authority you are in human design is really helpful for me I'm an emotional authority so I'm not gonna be making decisions right in the heat of the moment but if you are a sacral authority making Sure, that you're checking in with that, seeing what is saying yes, 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 from your body, or maybe no, maybe it's backing away a little bit. You are the first line of defense, it always has to be what you think primarily. That is your sovereignty, that is your power, and then you can take other people's opinions, suggestions, thoughts from there. But you're you're the most important in this equation. So hopefully, this episode was helpful for you. I am really fired up about this. I think that. It is so important to place the power in the hands of the business owner. I hope that you feel like that in your business. That is my hope and desire for you, even if you never end up working with me. But it is so important for you to remain the sole knowledge source and the sole chooser of the direction for your business. So if you found this episode helpful, please tag me on Instagram. You can tag the ambitious entrepreneur yes i have a new instagram account just for the podcast at the ambitious entrepreneur or you can tag me at expand with chelsea if you haven't yet left a rating and a review for this episode holy shit we're almost at 200 episodes (gasps) wow 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 i was gonna maybe go back and delete some of my earlier episodes and then i realized you know what i have changed my brand has changed what i do has changed i've made a complete 180 pivot and i want this to stand as it is you're going to find that the first, I think, 100 episodes are more climbing related and then the last 95 or are more business focused. And that really reflects me as a person. I have allowed myself to shift and change and transform. And so can you at any point in time, any point in time. But we're almost to 200 episodes. Holy shit. Can't believe it. I think I'm going to do something very special for the 200th episode. So it would really, really mean a lot to me if you went and left a rating and review on iTunes. It just takes a couple of moments and it helps other people find podcast as well. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have the best rest of your day and I will talk to you next episode.